Hello and welcome to episode four of the BEA show. So I'm here with my lovely co-host Saul. How are you doing today, Saul? Good, thanks. Yeah, um, it's quite a, a nice day outside actually today. I've got a little sunlight and it's been a bit miserable over the last couple of days, so it's not been too exciting. But how are you doing? I'm all right. Um, just want to say, as we're starting, please excuse the potato quality. I am currently back home with my parents rather than being at my own setup. So we just have to deal with what, what it is for now. But uh-huh. we'll still bring you some great content. <laughs> Absolutely. So first thing, I had an experience in the week. I wanted to talk to you about us. It's relevant to what we spoke about last time. With the ice creams. Okay, I'm wearing an ice cream shirt as well in celebration of that, have you noticed? <laughs> there you go. On theme. Okay. Um, so, I know we spoke about, like, how sometimes it's ridiculous prices for a Mr. Whippy. Yes. And it's called a Whippy 99 for it to be 99p. You'd assume so. So, my mum and my little brother went out to town. And there was an ice cream van as you do, and they paid £3.10 for a Mr. Whippy. £3.10? Did that come with a flake, I hope? No, it did not. £3.10. What is going on? No, that's nonsense. £3.10. That's, I thought it was extortionate. So when we went to Insomnia, they had a little ice cream truck there, and that, I think, was like £2, maybe £2.50 for, for an ice cream, a Mr. Whippy. £3.10. What is going insane. on? Absolutely insane. I mean, you could go to a supermarket and buy a tub of ice cream <laughs> for £3.10. Yeah, you could buy like three tubs, I'm pretty sure. That is madness. Yeah, so I, I, I couldn't believe my mum actually paid it as well. Yeah, that's true commitment to the ice cream cause, at least. I, well, when, yeah. when you need an ice cream, you've got to have one, haven't you? I think that's just kind of the rule. Yeah, so we went out for dinner last night and we went to Pizza Hut, but they have like bottomless ice cream. Oh, okay. So paying £3 for bottomless ice cream isn't too bad. That's pretty reasonable, yeah. <laughs> but 3 10 for one single little cone is it's t- too much. Madness. Ludicrous. Again, I wish this was a call-in show. We need to call in, get some ice cream men on the, or ice cream women on the line and be like, excuse me, what do you think about the prices of ice cream? <laughs> ice cream inflation. Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, yeah, I don't think I've had any ice cream experiences recently uh i've just i've I've been on a bit of a, 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 like a milkshake thing recently um i don't know what in particular has caused it. i i'm so bad when i get like on this unhealthy kind of like food spree i just tend to like it tends to go on for at least like two or three weeks and then i'll and then it'll just die off like i haven't had a milkshake in a couple of days now but there's a certain point where yeah i'll, I'll forget about milkshakes and then i'll remember milkshakes exist and it's like oh i'm just gonna make milkshakes for like three weeks straight yeah <laughs> it's really not healthy and i really should now that i don't work like in an office or whatever so back when i used to be an it technician even though i used to sit at a desk all day i at least when you get called to a classroom because something be wrong i'd be up, upstairs downstairs walking classrooms yeah. and big buildings and that but now because i just sit in this chair i do nothing and it's really bad and i really should be doing <laughs> some form of exercise what milkshake flavor though oh what? see I'm the the one that we tend to if we ever make them at home, it tends to be uh, Kinder Bueno more often than not, just because they're the I think the the easiest ones to just buy little packs of, and then you can just throw them in the blender and whatever, and it gets it done. Or do do you have a particular preference? 
I so want a Kinder Bueno. I have never had a Bueno, and I, I've said I'm gonna have a Bueno on my deathbed because nice. I'm gonna if I'm gonna die anyway, I might as well just have the nuts and die too. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I if we make like thick shakes, um, I have like Oreo. It's simple go to like when we go to Shake Away and stuff. Oh, oh, it's a black screen. Um, when we go to like Shake Away and stuff, it's Oreo all the way. Um, but I really like vanilla milk. You know, like the thinner. Oh yes. I really like the vanilla stuff you can buy in the bottles. Yeah. Because it tastes vaguely of white chocolate, and that's the best. Ah, it's not bad. I do like white chocolate. A lot of people I tend to speak to don't tend to like white chocolate all that much. But I love it. Yeah, milky bars and stuff. Well, nice. Love them. Yes. Now, right, Bryony, question on my mind, and I'm sure the question on a lot of people's mind currently is, Overwatch 2, Overwatch 2 just released in beta form just the other day, uh, and you've had a little bit of a chance, although you didn't get the blowing initial access, did you, sadly? No. Got the key last night. It's yeah. all downloaded onto um, Little Brother's computer, so I can play later, but I had a little go of it yesterday. Um... Uh, when we went to the um, QM Samurai Arena. Yeah. Um, so we did that, and it was good fun, actually. Um, very different. Okay. How, what's, like, the main kind of differences? What's, what, well, I guess initially, what did you want the, the differences to be? What did you want the, like, step up from one to two to be for you? So... I I was expecting like a UI change, but I wasn't expecting it to be so dramatic. Okay. And like the way it is. I, it was a very dramatic UI change. And it made everything feel very strange. But I think that's mainly because I've been playing since release. Yeah. So I've got the, I'm so used to seeing everything the way it is, that seeing it any different just makes me feel a bit strange so the biggest one sojourn the new hero um she's fun to play but it just feels like a slightly less oh, people are gonna kill me for this a slightly less um fun soldier 76 uh so is this if i'm right is this the one that i've seen where it's, it looks like Soldier 76, the gun's the same, but it's the power is like, it shoots like, you charge a little thing, it gets to 100, and then you shoot like a thing at the people. Yeah. Right, okay, I'm following, that's fine. Um, So, it's essentially Soldier's tack visor ult for her ult, but she shoots rockets the same way that Soldier shoots rockets. Right. Um, The slide is good um if you do it properly because it's the same way you sort of work a super jump as mercy that if you do the slide and you jump as you're coming out the end of it you go like flying in the air and you can get to different positions and things um but in terms of her bringing new stuff to the game and like a new age of overwatch that they're sort of branding it does does really feel like they've just taken bits of old heroes 
and shoved it into a new one because they've realised they haven't released a hero in two years. Okay. <laughs> so, but I think, because you're a Rhine player, aren't you? Um, a little bit. I used to be. I If, if I ever play tanks, it tends to be, yes. Um, I did used to, so when I was playing, I tended to lean towards more DPS just because that's who I am. Uh, and so the queue times always get, get ridiculous, as they are. Um, Soldier 76 was definitely like the one I liked the most, just because he was straightforward enough, especially as well. Uh, but yeah, then when I tried tanks out, Reinhardt tends to be more so often than not the main one. For me, I know obviously other characters have complete reworks, but it was the most different trying to play Ryan. Oh, okay, how how different is he then? Is it quite different? So his shield's got less health. Um, he now has half of his health bar is armor so he can regen okay every so often um but he has two flame strikes oh interesting okay and the best one the ability to cancel your charge oh just like mid charge you can just stop yeah game changer oh oh because if you're about to throw yourself off the edge you can stop yeah like Oh, that's what, really what interesting. Yeah. But I say I didn't I played him briefly, um, but my little brother played him more and he was just like, Oh my god, I can flow throw two flame strikes. So they do slightly less damage yeah. than the original one, but you can throw two one after the other. So you can sort of maximize that damage output, which I think is quite cool. But it is again going to probably promote more DPS rhymes and DPS tanks, but I think I don't want to. I don't want to take over the whole thing. No, it's <laughs> okay. About Overwatch. It's good. This um, is what we need. It feels like supports. The supports really haven't been given much love and attention. Right. And it's now reached that point where. Because there's only one tank and two DPS, and now all supports can regen health passively, the supports don't need to be supports anymore. Okay, so uh, just I guess to touch on that, the last I remember with um, with Overwatch was that there was a there was a hero lock in place where you had to be you had to be a certain amount of each thing on their team. Is that still the case then in this? Because I haven't actually yes. checked this. Okay, that is the case. Right. So it's five five v five now. Yeah. Um, oh, of course, yeah, five v five. Yeah, of course it is. I think it. I think it's a mistake, but there's one tank, two DPS, and two healers. Right. Um, I personally think you should be able to choose which role gets put on one. I think two tanks is much more beneficial than two DPS if we're going with 5v5, but that's yeah. just my my point. No, that makes sense. Um, it's just the support. It's giving the room for supports to be more work, like lower class DPS because, yes, their ability, they have the abilities to heal and things and they probably should heal, but with their regens and all this new passive stuff that I hope some of it doesn't make it in because I like being a healer for the sake of being a healer. Yeah. Um, it's going to promote a lot more healers to not heal. 
how many times we'll have a counter how many times i say healer or cool. heal. yeah, nice. um, <laughs> so it promotes them to not do what they're actually supposed to as a healer because they have enough support themselves that they can charge in and do damage and get the healing passively right so it, yeah they're kind of quite they're much stronger i guess than they used to be because you just go in normally yeah. you die wouldn't you i guess potentially but I think the biggest one for me is Doomfist. I uh, see. I don't think when I I say stopped playing when I played less frequently, Doomfist I think had just come out and I never really got the chance to to give him a go. So what, what's the differences now between him then and him now? He's a tank. <laughs> oh, so he's just a full blown tank now. Um, he's got sort of stronger abilities. Um, but more like shield protective he's not got like a full-blown shield right but he's got more of like a protective thing to help with the team to compensate for the fact that he's a tank however he's still essentially played like a dps yeah and to me with having only one tank and people picking doomfist as that one tank and playing him like a dps it sort of defeats the object of having a tank role yeah i can see that it's frustrating for me like i mean i don't play i play diva exclusively on tank i don't play any other tanks sometimes zarya but i'm like good at diva yeah so she hasn't changed which is nice but the fact that i can go against a doomfist who is already as a character ridiculously annoying if he's played well now being their tank so having a bit more strength and buff to stand up in front of the team. It becomes quite difficult playing as like a squishy. Right. So I'm doing my best to protect the squishies in my mech, but as soon as I'm out of mech, I'm susceptible to everything. And it just becomes a bit a bit much. So I'm not sure Doomfist being a tank is a good shout. But I, want, I would like to know more of the thought process behind it because essentially, if you're going with that logic, then Symmetra should be a tank because he has a shield. Right, yeah. And all that malarkey. Like, I could go into it for ages, but, <laughs> but there's a lot. Like, overall, I'm impressed with it. Yeah. The maps are insanely good and insanely cool. So has, so has there been new maps added then as well? I know, like, I've still, I've got it downloaded. I still haven't tried it yet. So excuse my ignorance. That's fine, honestly. <laughs> um, so there's new maps for the game mode push. Okay. Which you might have seen in the trailers and things. So two CP maps are no longer a thing. Oh, right. So... Which is annoying because I liked some some two CP maps. Some I hated, um, but a lot of people are leaning more towards the New York map. Okay. Because it seems to be very well done, um, and based off of like actual landmarks and bits and bobs. And my favourite part is there's like a pigeon just eating a slice of pizza. Nice classic. <laughs> what you what more could you want? Um, but yeah, push is essentially like a payload. It's a big, big robot. 
I can't remember if they've given him a name or not. Um, but he starts off in the middle like a payload he unlocks and your team must have possession of the robot and you have to push him all the way to your side of the map. Ah, right. And they have to push them to theirs. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, I'm following. Um, following. But obviously you can contest, take over, you can... It's just whoever gets it to their side first. Yeah. Like a tug of war sort of thing. Yeah, okay. Um, I didn't... Every time I played a quick play match, I didn't get push. Oh, no. (laughs) But I got on... um, like Kings Row and Route 66, which have new sort of looks. They're, they're all the same stuff. They're just the environments and the weather's slightly different. It gives it all a bit of a different feel, um, which is quite nice. But I'm going to, even if I have to go in a custom game <laughs> later to play Persh, I will. Um, and yeah, it looks it looks fun. It looks good. Yeah. Cool. So I guess... My question, I guess prim- we're primarily like an esports podcast, technically, aren't we? Even though we don't necessarily yes. always talk about esports stuff, but we're primarily an esports podcast. So I guess from an esports perspective, then, looking at what they've done with Overwatch 2 so far, do you have any, I guess, insight as to what some of the pro players are thinking? Have you seen any of the thoughts on like Twitter and things? Or how, from your point of view, viewing it as an esport, how much more or less popular do you think it'll be than original Overwatch, do you think they've done enough to kind of bring it back into the limelight? Seen a bit of stuff. Um, and the new Overwatch League season starts next week. And they've done, over the last year, like, show matches. And, like, yesterday they did the beta bash. Um, so they were just... Because they've had beta for ages. Or alpha, rather. Um, so they've gotten used to these sort of things. Yeah. Um, but I think just from my point of view, it will be quite interesting to see how the viewership of Overwatch League matches goes up. Because like yesterday, there was like 1.6 concurrent viewers on Twitch across just in Overwatch. Yeah. Yeah, it's I know big. people were trying to find bait keys. <laughs> But um, that's still a ridiculous amount of people compared yeah. to what they normally get. Yeah, I think I think I saw so, somewhere it's like the highest they've ever had, like in that category on Twitch. Yeah. Um, so I think whilst it's still fresh and new and it's this big thing for everyone at the moment, I think it's going to pull in a lot more like new viewers. But then I think as soon as it doesn't become topical it might just drop back to where it was. But it really depends on how they take the approach of doing it as an eSport right. sort of thing. Because essentially everything else is the same bar push. And, you know, 5v5. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think I'm just going to keep talking about it. I think the biggest thing um, for me that is going to make a difference is people who were professional DPS players who main Doomfist Course, and now yeah. going to be sort of shoved into the tank role um, without enough they've had basically like six years of practice with Doomfist that's why they're that good at him and now he's changed 
and they might get forced into being a tank role with this rework. I have a feeling some players, they will, they will rise to the challenge. That's what they do. But it's going to be hard to transition. Yeah. And it's also going to be hard in the competitive sense, not having a second tank to rely on. Because you can rely on the rest of the team, but your, the tanks work together. There's, there's no doubt about the fact that the tanks work together to make everything work. And with only having one, if you're playing not a shield, yeah, it can make everything quite difficult, especially with everyone else being squishy behind you. Um, but I think it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. I think I've seen a few of the competitive matches of Push, which were quite quite fun. It was very back and forth, as you'd expect for like professionals. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. I'm just looking forward to seeing where it goes and what happens really yeah do you have a a team that you're supporting mainly when it comes to overwatch league starting again always always spitfire perfect okay i can't leave them they won the first year i can do it again nice yes do you follow overwatch league much or um not at all to be honest really i'm like familiar or semi-familiar with with some of the players uh and I watched I think maybe the odd um stream I used to I used to initially my uh, interest came from when uh Doa and Monte Cristo made the leap from League of Legends to Overwatch League and I really liked them both as as casters and so I thought oh they, well if they're moving over Overwatch must be pretty interesting then enough to grab their, like, their attention so I initially watched for that period of time but then I'd, I guess it's just kind of doing a lot there's too many esports to watch I swear down it's so yeah. hard to keep track of so many things like even just within League of Legends alone like all the different regions and everything else that you've got to keep up with if you want to be in the know especially now that things like MSI are starting uh, in a couple of weeks and all the international teams come together and you need to know who's going to be good and who's not going to be good if you want to follow properly so yeah Overwatch it, it kind of dwindled a little bit but I've always enjoyed like the game itself even like on a small scale um i used to i used to love even though i never used to play it properly um uh, in like a competitive sense i used to love team fortress 2 uh and oh, so yeah. so it being very similar to team fortress 2 with the classes and everything else uh definitely appealed to me when it when it first came out um but yeah i've and never really like properly got into overwatch i think as much as maybe i used to um especially now anyway I'm still fully behind the fact that I need to get on a call with you guys or a stream. Just get the whole gang together and I will teach everyone yeah. <laughs> to play play Overwatch properly. But I think the time is now to do it while Overwatch, the original version, is still in its prime. Yeah. That's controversial to say that it's in its prime. <laughs> um, it is for me, genuinely. It has been in its prime for the last six years. I've enjoyed every minute. Cool. But yeah, I think it's pretty good. I'm excited to see where it goes. And I hope I get invited to the next beta before it actually comes out. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll be sad again. <laughs> Have they given a proper release date yet? Or just no. left it intentionally vague? So they've said, so the, end, the 17th of May is the end of the first beta. And then they said they're going to do some changes and then do another beta. Right. before they're going to set for release. So 
my feeling is it's either going to be really late this year or next year. Right. We'll see, though. Yeah. It's been two years since they announced it. I'm going to so. say, it's been a while <laughs> since like the first word came around that Overwatch 2 was going to be releasing, so... I guess yes. any time is a good time because let's just get on with it. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's anticipating it. Yeah. Well, I guess to round us out then for this episode, a very Overwatch-centric episode, but I think rightly so with it just coming out and obviously our resident uh, Overwatch expert in, in yourself, Bryony. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> um, to round us out then, uh, not really, I guess, Overwatch-related, but I was thinking in terms of for the this or that this week, in terms of like oh heroes and different classes and things it got me thinking more about like rpg games and rpg games i like to play um and now when it comes to rpg games um obviously you have a lot of freedom especially with like things like fallout cyberpunk and those kind of games in the kind of builds that you can do uh and i don't know if you have a particular preference brian but the question this week for this or that is gun builds versus sword builds do you have a particular preference out of the two Oh, do you want to go first so I can think? Yeah, absolutely. So for me, I always used to be initially uh, a gun person just because I liked the idea of I could stand far away and hit people. And if I did loads of damage, it would just take them out and I could like clear areas really easily. But I've really, more recently, and especially because I think I say this in every podcast, but I really like stealth games, everyone. Did you know? I don't know if everyone knows this already. <laughs> but because I'm a really big fan of the stealth games and stealthy stuff, swords and like sneaking up on people and like just doing melee damage and things that's always really really appealed to me and so now more so that there are those kind of options in games to do sword builds and cyberpunk was especially one where you could go crazy on the sword builds and you could have your katanas and you could go mad with all the abilities in there i think sword builds takes my preference potentially more so than gun builds um but i think that's only just kind of come about recently um I, I was definitely leaning more towards gun builds back in the day especially as well i guess still on the stealth angle i wanted to do like all the sniping and stuff so if it was gun build it's like right i'm gonna get a sniper it's gonna be headshots every time and you're not gonna be able to stop me and i'll just take everyone out before they even know i'm there um but i really like the sword builds and stuff i think as well that's why i kind of like games like Sifu, for example, where it's all like the the melee and the fighting and stuff. I think yeah. something about that really appeals to me. I don't know what it is, but something really does. Um, but yeah, so I think sword builds potentially is, is my answer for this week. I think I'm going to have to go with guns. Okay. I've always, always liked seeing what I could do in terms of modding a gun. Right, yeah. In a game. And I would like to say I'm a decent sniper. I'm not in Overwatch, <laughs> as it's on topic, but in literally most other games, I'm like a decent sniper. So getting it modded and like putting like different sort of ammo in it, like environmental damage, ammo and like fire damage, and just doing loads of bits and bobs, and then like working to do that stealthy sort of stuff with silencers. And I I just really like modding weapons to suit me. Yeah. I think cyberpunk was good for swords and that sort of stuff. But I think I enjoyed the gun side of it a bit more. Um, Mainly because with the fact that I pre-ordered it, 
I got some half decent guns to start Cost. out yeah, when yeah, other people would have to like play through the game first to get it. So I started on a high with like a really good weapon and just went from there and modded it. I was going to say something bad then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's no swearing on the BEA show. Self-censoring, um, you like it. Um, I modded it completely out and no one could touch me. I wouldn't take damage. One shot, dead. Sniping from afar, dead. I, it was great. Yeah. So I think I prefer playing around with guns, seeing what I can do with those. Yeah, I agree with you there. It's definitely fun when you get to that point where it's just you've got the max stats on your gun. It's just like, you're yeah. out, pal. You're out of here, fella. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, there you go. I hope you guys at home potentially have some interesting answers for, for that question this week. Uh, that just about rounds us out. I guess the elephant in the room, Brian, is that, yes, we are the BEA show, but we're no longer the, the, BEA, the BEA, technically. Uh, we're now the British Esports Federation, so we potentially need a new podcast name. Um, so if there is anyone who has interesting podcast names, anyone listening or watching out there, please let us know, uh, because we might consider them, uh, because we probably do need a new name at this point. Uh, or yes. the A is just going to stand for something else, and you can all uh, just accept it, and that'll just be it. Who knows? I'm, I stand by the BEE show. Oh, the BEE show. The British show. Esports Esports show. Oh, perfect. Oh, there we go. There we go. I'll write that one down. We'll, we'll see what our lovely viewers would like to have, but it could be fun. We had a few backburner ideas. We could pull those out. That's true. We still have a document somewhere with, with lots of names on. Yes. Perfect. Well, we'll figure it out. Brianie, thanks again for being here. Thank you for your Overwatch insight. I think it's definitely interesting, especially now with it just coming out Overwatch 2. I think a lot of people's interest in Overwatch might be renewed slightly. So getting someone with as much insight as, as you have, as someone who's played the game for a while, I think is always going to be going to be interesting. So thank you very much. Thank you. It's always good to talk to you. Excellent. And thank you everyone for listening and watching. If you'd like to see previous episodes, you can find us on YouTube and Spotify. Uh, and if you'd like to suggest any upcoming topics or interview guests potentially because uh, we have been guestless obviously these last two podcasts uh, please let us know if you'd like us to invite anyone particularly on the podcast and we can see what we can do uh, otherwise thank you very much for watching and enjoy you the rest of your day